Gang, we all know that a premium Spotify subscription gives you access to millions of songs and thousands of podcasts. But did you know that a premium Spotify subscription also gets you access to tons of audiobooks for free? It does, gang. Listen to great books like Storyteller, the Dave Grohl memoir, or Life by Keith Richards, or The Woman and Me by Britney Spears. Listen, there's all kinds of books on there. There's fiction, nonfiction, self-help, anything you're looking for, man, they got it, and you can listen to it for free. Just go to Spotify.com or download Spotify from your app store and start listening today. That's Spotify. Millions of songs, thousands of podcasts, and now audiobooks. Available with your premium subscription. Spotify.com. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of How Did I Get Here? I know you have a lot of choices out there, and the fact that you're listening to this episode right now is not lost on me, so thank you. I'm not sure what platform you're listening on, but whatever platform you're on, give us a follow. And if you like what you hear, leave us a rating. It takes just a second, and it means the world to me. Plus, it really helps the show. So thank you in advance. And remember, the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here are available on all streaming services. Now, enjoy the show. Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys all had a good weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend. Gang had a really good weekend. I was off from uh, playing Skyrocket shows this weekend. Went to a dinner party on Friday with friends. Had a blast, a blast. And uh, Saturday just kind of hung around the house with Rosie. We did a lot of outside stuff that day. And then I ended up watching Oppenheimer on Saturday night. It's a good movie. It's on uh, Peacock if you want to watch it. It's really good. Um, and then Sunday, gang, I went, my friend uh, Kat Costolo has a podcast called The Austin Downbeat that started a couple years ago, uh, I think after the pandemic. It's a show, it's a talk show kind of like this, but it's on YouTube and it's a video show. And she's been doing uh, these live shows once a month at Tequila 512. And, uh, and I was invited to be a guest on this second one. It was so fun. It was such a great time. The production there is really great. Like all these cameras, great lights. She's a great host. And uh, I met this, uh, this artist named uh, 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 Katrina Kane, Texas country artist. Amazing. She was the other guest on the show. Like, we went on there, we talked, and then we both played a couple of songs. She's a great songwriter. I invited her on the show this morning, so she'll be coming on sometime soon. Katrina Kane, check her out. She's got a new EP dropping, I think in April is what she said. Anyway. You'll hear from her soon. Overall, gang, great weekend. Very great weekend. Also, I have a couple of quick plug announcements to make if you, if you have a moment to listen. Uh, Skyrocket, the band I'm in uh, that plays hits from the 70s and 80s. We're playing this Friday, February 23rd at 310 ACL Live. And uh, it's always a good time, man. If you don't have tickets, go to 310 uh, austin.com. It's the number three the word 10 austin.com and get tickets or go to skyrockettheband.com if you want to see what we're all about super hits from the 70s and 80s seven person band five singers great time 
That's all I can say. That's all I can say. So the other plug is I'm in another band called Happy Land, which is all original music with seven people, four singer-songwriters that front the band, Kimmy Rhodes, Gabriel Rhodes, Sean Pander, and me. And uh, Harmony Kelly plays bass, John Chipman plays drums, and the great Louis Rhodes plays keyboards. We have three generations of the Rhodes family on stage, and that's super fun. This is a very family-oriented band. like It's a family playing together. We have tons of harmonies. We all do our songs. And we've been doing this residency here in Austin at the Saxon Pub every Monday night at 6 p.m. Well, this coming Monday, I think it's February 26th, is our last show until July. So if you want to see Happy Land, if you live in Austin, come out Monday, February 26th, 6 p.m. at the Saxon Pub. Come on out. Check it out. It's a great time. It's a great, great, great time. So anyway, those are my plugs. Those are my announcements. I have one more thing to tell you. Gang, I have a great show for you guys today. One of my favorite people in town, one of my favorite artists in town, like one of my favorite guitar players in town, Adam Sultan returns to the show today. Adam Sultan is a great songwriter and musician, and he is going to be putting out a new EP in the next couple of months, I believe. But the first single is out now. It's called The Great Divide. I will play it for you here on the show, but you can also go stream it wherever you want because it's out now wherever it is that you that you uh, listen to music. Uh, I think this is Adam's second or third time on the show. We've been friends for a very long time. I've been a fan of his for a very long time. He actually played guitar on my song Sun Earth Moon that came out a couple years ago. And uh, yeah, I've always been a really big fan. He, uh, he was in a band called Poi Dog Pondering. That was a very big band that was signed to Columbia Records in the late 80s and early 90s. It was a big, like, world beat, good times band. Then he joined the shoegazer band Flying Saucers, which is where I very first noticed him with my dear friend John Sanchez fronting that band and the great Cindy Toff playing bass. Uh, what a great band that was. Anyway, he's gone on to be a songwriter, a sideman, and uh, he has two like tribute bands right now. One's called Super Creeps. It's a Bowie tribute band. And then he has one called Magnifico that is a Queen tribute band. But he is branching out and starting to get out there and playing his own music again. Uh, Adam Sultan. Check out the single, The Great Divide. The other thing that Adam does, Adam does a lot of stuff. He's like a total art person, like a classic kind of like, artsy renaissance man that's what i will say he hosts a podcast and produces a podcast that's been around for five years that is absolutely fucking great it's called friends with deficits and in these uh in these conversations that he has with people he has guests that are in the arts but also have some kind of disease or ailment that they have to deal with all the time so that's it's called friends with deficits as opposed to friends with benefits he has a patreon and everything and as i said it's been going on for like five years, and it's a great show. I've listened to episodes with Cindy Toff, uh, David Houston, Andrew Nolte, and they're all fucking great shows. You can find that at friendswithdeficitspodcast.com. That's friendswithdeficitspodcast.com. He also sent me a couple short stories. He's going to start putting out some short stories. There's a great one called uh, Tricky Ricky, which is really great. Yeah, great short story. There was another one. I think it's called uh, Jensen Among the Flowers. Great, great story. Anyway, Adam Sultan is a really interesting guy. We have a great time hanging out and talking whenever we do. In fact, on Friday, we got together and started writing a song. And we didn't finish it because we had such a good time sitting around talking and like making each other laugh. So uh, please enjoy my conversation. This is the third time that he's on the show. This is my dear friend, someone that I really have a tremendous amount of admiration for. This is Adam Sultan and me chatting it up. Let's get down. 
You know what's funny? When I was uh, in my career as a singing guy, uh, in the 90s, uh, everyone I worked with, I was like, you got to do the SM7, man. It's going to be great. And then I'd sing on it, and there was some high-end shit in my voice that just was like, whoa, (laughs) like accentuated it too much. But as an older guy, it sounds great because that shit's rolled off my voice. It's going to age into it, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't when we get older it doesn't our, our hearing the top end goes but it seems like our voice gets higher and you know <laughs> my mine's or, gotten mine's gotten a little gravelier mine's gravelier and lower and lower I guess but I feel like it also would have high in it you always had a good uh, I'd listen to some episodes by the way listen to some episodes of friends with deficits oh okay yeah uh, Andrew Nolte who we yes. both worked with uh, the last time that we hung out you were recording. That was the last great hang before the, for me. Yeah. That was the last, like, I remember driving away from there going like, man, I got to hang out with people more. Sure feels good to hang out with people all day. Next week, shut down. I was, <laughs> was in this right apartment. Yeah, it was, it was like. It seemed like a dream. It man. was like February 28th or something when we recorded that thing. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, but they were like, all right, well, you know, in two weeks, we'll get back together and we'll finish it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it came out. It, it good. came out. Yeah. Yeah. But you're you're uh, you added a lot of magic. I recorded a song called "Sun Earth Moon" with some guys named Eric Harrison and and uh, and Michael Ingbear, who did yeah. this. They did my your EP. Yes. What is the EP called? I don't know what the EP is called yet. Okay. I think the EP is called "Capture a Thrill," which is a line from one of the songs. Okay. But so far, I'm just releasing a single at a time. It may end up being an album, but at the moment, it's four songs. Right. The Great Divide, as we speak right now, and I don't know when you want this to come out, but but oh, it's out. Okay, no, it's or, out for people they can out. hear. Yeah, yes. it. Uh, I love it. It has one of those things that I like in some songs that has like a pop, 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 pop. You know what I mean? Oh, the old pop, 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 pop. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I love, I love that. Like a pulsing kind of. Yeah, it's so good. That's and then the key changes and stuff. You're such an interesting art. Like you were just saying, you're. Let me stick to one thing, but let me just say this: you. All of your uh, artistic persona and all of your your influences and outputs comes out in your music. Like you, to me, make art rock more than anything else. Art rock, okay. Yeah. Artistic rock or rock? Yeah, but like I would categorize you like file under the family of Roxy Music and Bowie and like... Oh, thank you. People that that. are weird. Yeah, I don't want too weird. But also poppy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I like. I, I tend to... I'll get into like proggy or really experimental stuff for a bit but i but i but i'm a pop guy you know it's like yeah grow up with the beatles and you're sort of like okay whatever they did that comes through in like your melodies you know what i mean uh-huh. yeah anyway going back to your show uh i listened to andrew nolte uh who played with us on the sun earth moon thing yep. uh cindy toth yep. who was on stage with you the very first time i'm sure i saw you with boy dog pondering but the very first time i was like who is that dude uh that was you were in flying saucers with Cindy and you yep. guys were playing at uh, Liberty Lunch and me and Frenchie went together to see you play. Right on. Yeah, or met there or something. I think we're having a reunion this year. No shit. Yeah. I don't wow. Know, I don't know the details. I'm into it, man. Yeah. Uh, my band cut. Co- Did I tell you this? We covered Starball Contribution. Were you on that record? I wasn't on that one. That was the Lance a Lance one. Song. Great yeah. song. Yeah, I like that song. Anyway, 
Um, I listened to the Cindy Toth episode and the uh, David Houston, who I just saw the other day do a yeah. Band on the Run tribute show. Yeah, that guy's like the, the king of tributes. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's in like a thousand tribute bands. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he's really talented, as are you. But really quickly, what I was going to say is the Friends with Deficits, when I'm listening to it, there's a, a you're so great at it. There's you have. It's fine. OK, it doesn't come out as bad as it seems like it does. <laughs> Uh, got a dog dropping toys hey. here. Well, she's got cookies in it. Um, th- you're approaching these people. Uh, Friends with Deficits is a show where you talk to people that have some kind of ailment that's usually kind of strange right. that they have to deal with yes. in their daily life. Yes. Most often physical health related, but not always. Okay. So when you're doing this, you, you're talking about something that's usually pretty sensitive, you know? And I didn't know that about David. I didn't know anyone's thing. So... Um, it, David seemed like they, it was something that he had to really overcome. You know what I mean? And try and like discover what it was that he was dealing with that was making him uh, his sensory overload thing go on, right? Yeah. So, but while you're doing all of this stuff, you're approaching it with se- this level of sensitivity and openness and honesty, but also like with a sense of humor. It's all, it's very warm. You're really, really good at it. Thanks. Yeah. That's how I want it to come off. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if that was the approach going in. I I think it was just like, let's make, you know, these are my friends. Let's make cocktails and like talk about this, this dark shit that we already know about as, as friends. And when it started like that. Yeah. But then it turned out to be that that's kind of a, it's not, it's what's the opposite of a caveat or something that has to be there. It, it, there's a there's an element of resilience that like every guest has, and, of course. And I, they kind of won't be on the show if they don't. Like right. I talk to people where I'm like, I don't know, you still feel like you're just, you know, this is the end for you, or you haven't worked through this or something. So there's always a sense of warmth or resilience, being able to get through the human condition, you know, even if it's like a lot harder than other people's. Yeah. And then and then it's like, why not have a sense of humor about it? Like it's not. I've heard other podcasts and shows that I enjoy, but they're just so dark, you know? It's right, like, right. Here's another person about to die any minute, you know? It's like, fuck. Yeah. So, That's yeah. a thing I like. Um, yours, you, your personality comes through. Like, you have a good personality, and <laughs> that's... I could see people listening to your show because of you, more than just because of the guest that's on, which, to, which I was told early on in doing this is the key to having an audience. That could be. Although yeah. I, f- I feel like I stay out of the picture as much as I can. I mean, you do, but when you're in it, you're 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 a good guide. All right. They can trust you. Like the audience can trust you to take them through this thing with humor, and and you'll learn. Uh, like the name of Andy's thing. I was going to try and memorize oh it God. and throw it. Still <laughs> Did you have it? Up. Here we go. Uh, this will so take a it's so long. I know. I, I um, can't even start. I love that guy, man. So He's he great. he we'll played on he played on your EP. He um. Because you did it yeah, with yeah. Eric and and, and, yeah. and Michael, right? Yeah, and the interesting thing was, um, you know, I didn't have a band, and I wanted to have a big band sound. And, you know, I had had a demo of it that I just did with, you know, software instruments. And uh, I was talking to Andy, and I was really impressed with his records, how they sounded. And yeah. I was like, yeah, Michael and Eric at Studio 601, they're the guys. And they're a rhythm section, you know, they're engineers and bass and drums. And um, <clears throat> he's like, yeah, and, you know, we'll just get together and we'll have, you know, we'll jam it out and I was like I don't know like how are we going to feel like a band like you come into the studio you're spending money on this and you've got these like musicians for hire and he was like Andy's like dude you know I've been playing with you for years I've been playing with them for years 
it's gonna be this connecting thing where we just it feels like we've been playing together for years and it it totally did yeah yeah. That's how we did that thing that day. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Came in there and played guitar. I was like, That was oh, just yeah. one day, all that stuff we did. Yeah. And you, yeah, it really, it, it is weird though when you're not, when that's not your normal way of doing it. You're like, how is this supposed to happen? Yeah. But they're yeah. really good at that. I'm a huge fan of that, that sort of style of record making of people just coming in and just making up stuff on the spot and making it yeah. happen. I Like, you know, with the right budget, I'm totally, that's the way I want, would want to live. Like, spend three weeks in a studio and come up with some music. You know, right. like, like in the old days. Right. It's also like, um, the 70s, did, they did a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Those old days. Those old Not days. my old days. Yeah. yeah. In the 60s and yeah. all that, guys just came in and played like Wrecking Crew yeah. and those kind of guys. Um, that was one thing I was going to ask you. I noticed that you do a lot of different projects and stuff. And you've been a sideman in Skyrocket with us before. Uh-huh is great um but do you, you do you go out and, and are you a guy's guitar player like if somebody was like hey i'm gonna go do these shows and i wanted you to play guitar um i'm available are you but i, I but i don't really do that huh yeah i haven't really pursued that that often it's hmm. mostly like studio stuff i do a lot of work with graham reynolds i love him yeah he's great um and so yeah i haven't really been studio guy for hire or like going out and touring with a band or something? No, but I'd love to do that. Really? Yeah, I mean, I've gone through, I've done it and then been like, I'll never tour again. And then after a while, you start to get itchy, you know, like yeah. for the road. Um, I, I went out with <clears throat> with Fastball playing guitar and keyboards with them some this summer and it was pretty fun. That's cool. Yeah. It's fun when it's your old friends. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever done it with like where you're just a stranger all of a sudden in a van with people going to like yeah. Iowa. Yeah, I would only do it if it was like a huge bus, many buses. <laughs> and even then, that would be a weird gig. I mean, it, like what I turned down, like, you know, Taylor Swift's second acoustic guitarist or something. No, but it's a weird gig. Yeah, it seems like it would be weird. I think Rosie would drive everyone on the bus crazy. Oh, for sure. Sorry, it's been freezing and raining. So she's only been out to, to get crazy a couple of times and she's only three. That's cool. That's, that's my excuse. Right there'll be a new excuse next year i'm house sitting a cat right now that's like let me out it's, okay it's too cold let me in it's yeah like, let me yeah have some food did we go out yet are you a dog guy um at all i'm i'm weirdly less and less of an animal person but then i love like bonding with animals okay so it's like i don't have any right but when i'm around one if they're cool and not ugly you know i'm like hey you're my buddy <laughs> like let's hang out you know <laughs> So yeah, I'm a dog. I I like dogs. I like your dog. I'd play with it if it wasn't gonna topple over this studio. Yeah. Um, and I'm a cat person because I think they can be pretty cool too. But they can scratch your eyes out. So it's it's a give and take, you know. They can totally scratch your eyes out. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to this EP, this unnamed EP. Yes. When you set out to do it, you had these tunes that you had done like in the box on your computer or whatever. Yeah, I had been involved for years in a stu- in a uh, songwriting group. Um, been in a few but one of these online groups they have a they're a facebook group and it was just about accountability like every week here's a prompt you've got a week to write it record it upload it and um i got really good at that like i have no uh ability to kind of do that on my own just like i'm gonna be a songwriter this year it's like if i don't have any deadlines or any kind of limitations it's not happening and there it was like okay i got 50 songs this year you know not bad and a lot of them came out really good, even though it would be the last two hours, you know, before I had to right. upload it. Yeah. 
And so all of the ones on, on the CP are from that. I mean, they got tweaked a little bit along the way. Sure. But I had demos and I had, had uh, a little bit of a demo-itis. Like, I'm like, I make the best recordings, you know, until I had <laughs> like, like the first day in the studio with Michael and Eric and just getting a little rough mix at the end of the day and being like, holy shit, this is a record, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're really fucking good at that, at like making a song yeah. happen, you know? They just have, and they, I guess they just have the right... Uh, not the infrastructure. They they just have it set up. They have it dialed in, like what there's, where they're starting from. So nothing sounds like we'll fix it in the mix. It's just like you go, music goes in. It sounds good to begin with. Yeah, I think they're good and they're real good engineers and they have good ears and they know how to use their shit real well. Yeah, yeah. Which is well, Studio Six Hundred One, baby. Yeah, it's around the corner from you too, right? Or it was when I was it, there, right? It was. Yeah, I'm no longer there now. I'm a nomad now. I'm just a nomad. The road is my home. Yeah. Man, that's uh I know I know a lot of people that have chosen that 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 jam cuz okay. it's a little bit easier than having to be in one place with a dog the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, know if no. I chose it because it was like going to be my jam, but it's oh. it was like <laughs> had a housing situation come to an end and then it's like, oh, living in Austin, not not the greatest anymore. Man, you know, I've lived here obviously for a really long time. And the thing is, is like when I think about moving, this is, there's no other place I can get into with this kind of location at this price. Cause for some reason, these people don't, they just keep on, I keep on yeah. thinking they're going to tear it down. Like I keep thinking yeah. I'm going to get a note one day that's like, yeah, you got to move out on Wednesday, bro. We're tearing it down. Man, that's what I got. They're repainting it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Damn. I don't complain. Yeah. And it hasn't gone up that much. I'm pretty lucky. That is very lucky. But I really, I couldn't move. Like there's some times where I'm like, hey, let me see if I can move. And I'm like, I, I can't move. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I also discovered after the summer that it's like, huh, like living year round in Texas, I, I, oh, I can't do no. it anymore. I cannot do it. Are you going somewhere else for the summers? I, I plan to get out of here for the summer, but I don't know exactly where. And I'm yeah. going to Chicago for the month of March. Are you guys, are you doing a poi dog stuff up there? You just go no, to I'm just, I'm just hanging out with, um, or I'm house sitting at, at Max, Dave Max Crawford, who's the, from poi dog. Okay. He, he runs the, uh, the, uh, scoreboard for the Cubs. He's really? The, yeah. He's going to their spring training. Oh, what a cool yeah, job, I know. It's man. Like a totally cool job. Wow. I, I was up there house sitting for Ted, uh, Ted show, Ted show. And, um, in December and I was like this is going to be a real challenge you know Chicago and this December and I loved it oh really yeah so we'll see what this March is about I've heard it's the gray sludge month but you know ah uh, who cares man yeah. be in a different city the windy city yeah and I'll do some it, probably some recording or playing with some friends you know yeah and and just keep up to keep up with writing and promoting um with your uh so you don't you don't know when this is going to be released as an ep it's just gonna you're gonna release singles and then i guess after the fourth one it'll all be out i think every month to six weeks you'll see another drop for me uh whether or not like it be it's like a big drop like here's three songs to fill it out or if i just keep doing singles and do an album at the end of the year not totally sure but i know i just want to consistently get this stuff out and and but over time you know, yeah. I could have just dropped the EP and then it would have been done. But then, if it was just done, I'd be really sad. Yeah, <laughs> so, one it, thing at a time. It's weird because the the world that we live in, as far as like 
record promotion is so different than what we came up knowing. Like now, you have like, when someone's scrolling, unless you buy a sponsored ad, they're just going to see it once. And yeah. if that's an album, that's it. All 10 to 15 songs are there. And that's it. They scroll by. Yeah. We're busy. Started getting a call, forgot to click on it, forgot you put out an album. Right. <laughs> it's so weird. So singles seems like a more legitimate. Yeah. It's hard to get around. Like, like it's hard to get around that idea because I love albums. Just, yeah. How do you listen to music? How do you do it? Like what? How do you I find music, how do you <laughs> Johnny? I don't have time for this. Um, it's kind of true. Like I don't, you know, a lot of it's like okay algorithm. You know, Spotify. What do you want me to listen to? And I'm like, I'm tired of this. But it's a lot of scrambled, you know, playlist kind of stuff. Um, or if I'm just interested in some particular artist, I'll like go listen to them. So you know, I'm I'm playing the game too. It's not like I'm going to settle down and like check out this whole album from start to finish. Yeah, you know. I remember a time I was just thinking when you were saying that I was like, I remember a time when it seemed like at least once a month I would get turned on by a band from Saturday Night Live. Isn't that weird? Yes. Like a new band. We're talking about like decades ago, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. That's how I heard of Phoenix. Wow. I couldn't believe that band. I couldn't believe they were a band when I saw them on there. Also Devo, but that was 1978 oh, or yeah. 79. That was amazing though. You yeah. were, did you watch that oh, episode? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. What the hell is happening? Yeah. It was, how old were you? What's that? How old were you when that came out? I don't know. Teens. Yeah. You were? Yeah. Because I was like 10, and just their energy was like, how, like, why, why isn't every band throwing themselves on their back? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what an amazing band. I remember I had, my guitar teacher had a friend over, I was having a lesson, and his friend was like, would photograph or film the TV I don't know if he was doing anything with it other than just reference, but he's like, yeah, you got to get this Devo and Saturday Night. They're going to be the next big thing. And he was all about like taking, making little videos of his, of the TV of oh, wow. Saturday Night Live, I guess. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, that, that's the thing is like a lot of times as a musician, we're all wondering like, how are these people getting our music? But like, we have no organized way of getting it. You know what I mean? Either. We didn't have any organized. We don't any? now. Oh, we like, don't now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how come no one's hearing my shit? And you're like, well, how come I'm not hearing anybody's shit anyway? Except, yeah, you know, all I get is like ads to 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 invest in cheap tricks vodka. Yeah, there you go. And I've noticed like there's share. You know, Spotify has things where you can share your music with somebody with a friend. It's called like I can't remember. But it's like that just, just seems weird. It's kind of cool if you have the right friend. Like you, you <laughs> discover like what you're, who's cool and who's yeah, not, yeah, you know? Because yeah. it'll combine like every song will be like one that's both of you, both of you have liked, you know? And then right. then they'll alternate between you and your friend, and or friends. So it's kind of cool. But then I'll notice on all of them like, how come we have the new Stones record dropping like songs throughout this playlist on every single playlist I'm I'm listening to, you know? So it's a little bit like, oh, somebody's putting some money behind that. Oh, yeah, I bet they it's are. It's not just that, like, oh, I listen. Have you to heard stuff. that record, though, outside yeah. of dropping it in your playlist? <laughs> I did. I, I made myself listen to the whole thing. Um, Were you mad? You don't sound like you enjoyed it. I don't love it, um, but it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of like, you guys don't need to be making music. You know, you're 80 years old, yet this sounds like... Some of this stuff's, like, pretty rocking. You know, like... Yeah, it's pretty... It's pretty good. It's, yeah. It's like... 
I would you could have fooled me in some ways. But there's also it's Mick singing that blows my like like you're just like wow like <laughs> yeah you sound great. There's a couple you things think- there a couple mi- bits of production where I feel like it's almost like AI or it's like so polished. <laughs> I've read know? some. This is he's a it's not him. It's yeah, AI. I mean not, regardless of AI, <laughs> but there's a lot of production stuff with pop music, you know, and singers sure. and stuff that you could process the shit out of. It to, to for me, it almost sounds like it's not him in a, in, that, in that way. Not that it's he didn't actually sing it, but right. I don't know. And there's a couple millennial, like the songwriting things, there's melodies. And I'm like, the Stones would never do that. No, no. You know that there was some modern people in yeah. there. Yeah. But it's still pretty rocking. I know? like Steve Jordan. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. He's, I say like, yeah, he's, yeah good. He's, he's an okay uh, cat. He is really good, man. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So, you're going to put this stuff out. Obviously, you're not going to go out and tour in a giant bus unless... Taylor no. Swift takes you with her opening. Do, what's that? Unless Taylor Swift asks you to open for her when she takes you out as her guitar player. Exactly. And I'll and I'll drop a name even though she might like immediately like uh respond. I don't know. Harmony Kelly, amazing bassist, right? I made a band with her. You which band? Happy Happy Land. All right. Well I'm 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 You're in a band with her too? I'm trying to grab her. And yeah. some of her friends, yeah, yeah, female friends, yeah, to have an all-female band, yeah, except for me, called Madam Sultan. Ooh. oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I'm putting it out there now. That's nice. So yeah, um, come at me, band. <laughs> I'm not trying yeah. to at all be like, oh yeah, I did that too, but I did. I had an all-girl band. There, it's nice. It's nice. You also have like eight sisters, right? Me? Yeah, I have uh, six brothers and sisters. I okay, I thought you. Had, I thought you were three sisters. sisters. Okay, I have a lot of cousins. Right, a lot of cousins. I have a few um, cousins. It's it's that's a cool it's a cool band to have, and Harmony's great to play with. Yeah, and there's a lot of great there's great musicians here in town. Like, yeah, great female musicians. Yeah, I, I hate to they're just musicians to me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun, man. Yeah. Harmony That's, Harmony also writes great songs. I think you'd really like her songs. Yeah, I've heard her songs. Her songs are yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, Oh, are you in a songwriting thing with her? No, no. Oh. But yeah, I know she was doing like Bob Schneider's or somebody's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's really I, dramatic, I, I, that pause. I, yeah, I was just thinking. <laughs> I like the idea of just having, having a... a all girl band. Yeah, and yeah. I also like, um, I have a lot of ideas about it. I just want to raise the bar. If I'm going to play out live, I don't want to just... I know that feeling. I don't want to just play out live. I want to like do something special, you know. That's, okay, sorry. But you just played at 310. Yes, I did. With both of your with uh, Magnifico creeps. and Super Creeps. And Super Creeps. Bowie and, or Super Creeps and Super, super Was Creeps. Was playing there part of that? Because after the pandemic, when I started putting out some singles and I put out that uh-huh. song that we worked on, I was like, I, I, I got asked to play a regular bar place. And then all of a sudden Jack was like, hey, we have an opening. Do you want to? And I was like, yes, I do. And I wanted to play 310. I, I was like, I'm going to come back from this pandemic. And if I'm going to be playing out, I'm not going to be like... It's not like skyrocket. It's not like I'm taking home a windfall of, you know, cash and stuff with my friends and all this stuff. It's like I have to put a lot of work into it. I have to pay a band. I have to do a whole thing. If I'm going to do that, I want it to be cool. Yeah. 
and I got harmony and play bass. That's sweet. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like I got all these people that like, I like these people and I want to surround myself with this, with this band. And I want to be, I want it to be special. I don't want it to be just a guy at a bar show. It's yeah. like a con the place where Howard Jones played and Matthew Sweet played. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Were you asking about if 310 was that? Was part is that, of that? Are you part, is that part of, are you, are, were you like, hey, I'm going to start putting myself in this position because I, the, I've put in the work. Yeah, that <laughs> actually there. was more, uh, I've been looking for that gig for a long time. And then my friend, Mike Henry, you may know. I love Mike. Yeah. was like, hang on, let me make a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to play a three time with both your bands? So that was helpful. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'd like to, bigger shows, bigger production. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I just have a high bar for that. Yeah. Kind of thing. I know, I know that feeling. Like there's that, there is that feeling where you're like, I want to, I don't care if, yeah. if I don't go home with U2's money. I want to have a U2 <laughs> feeling show. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think people appreciate it. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. wow. You guys put on a show. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. I just like slurped in my coffee. It's okay. <laughs> um, so uh, with those bands, is it, how long have you done super good? I mean, at least 10 years. At I know I went. At least 10 years for both least, those bands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've been around a long time. Is it weird, because I'm in a cover band, but not in a tribute band. I heard you talk about this with David, but for you, is it like, is it weird? Because you're locked into a thing. Um, weird how? Like, is it just weird? Like, okay, you're like, okay, I don't want to do any more David Bowie. Do you still listen to David Bowie yeah. actively? It, it's weird in the sense of, no, I don't. I, well, okay. I do because uh, Spotify thinks I does. Do, you know, it's like, <laughs> here's your rap. Your favorite artist was yeah. David Bowie and Queen. <laughs> that's, um, that's what mine were all. Yeah. There was like fastball and then every song I had to learn for Skyrocket yeah, last like, year. Your favorite song was the hardest song to play. <laughs> or um, your favorite song is just to jiggle out by David Lee yeah. Roth. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, I listen, I occasionally will go listen to like Queen or Bowie, Bowie for sure, because he's great and has so much stuff, Yeah, but it's still mostly doing homework. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not like a, a crazy Uber fan. Like I've gotten over that just by kind of digging deep. I don't yeah. really care about the, the mystique or mystery or this or that. Um, and it's weird. I'm always at this point I have one foot out the door with both those bands. Uh, cause we're not on some big career trajectory. We right. don't gig that much. Right. Um, and now I'm like excited that I got my own stuff happening. So I'm like, good. I just, I'm not even going to think about that anymore. But you were putting out your own stuff throughout that whole time too. Nah. Cause you came on the show. Yeah. Didn't you? I that was like a million years ago. Probably had something, but yeah. There might've been some weird demo about animals that you gave me. That was my favorite song. Oh my for like God. I remember year. that. Remember that? It's called Tiger Spots. Tiger Spots. Oh my! I gosh. love that song, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll go listen to it. Copy and play it for the the out credits or something. No, I'm gonna be playing. Uh, I'm gonna be the, playing the Great Divide. Yeah, that's you want to you, you want to know a trick about that? Um, Tell part me. of the getting that pulse is um, I found the chords. Uh, the uh, you know the chords I wanted to play, but then I played it each one note at a time, picking each note, and just did another track for the next harmony. Oh, so instead wow. of like strumming a chord, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like I'm yeah. just playing the G and now I'm playing the B and now I'm playing the D. So then when you put it all back together, it's like dun, 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 dun. So it has this weird attack. Like wow, you, can really get... you played that? Yeah. There's keyboard in there too. Okay. But, but, but the main yeah. thing was like guitars. Yeah. 
And you did it in that way that people always make fun of uh, Def Leppard for doing. There's one song oh, where yeah. the notes were too close together, so they had to record the notes individually right. on separate tracks. And then it turned the, that rumor turned into Def Leppard records one note at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That is how, like, producers in the 80s, it was a lot like that. It's like, let's just clean this up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Tape down all your other strings. But this was to get that pulsy effect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. How did, uh, how did, the, how did the Smiths do it? Is that a, a Leslie or a... Or the a, Smiths? The, in... Uh, in but theirs that, isn't as, as sharp as yours. He's strum, strumming the thing, but it's like four it's a, guitars or something. And a, and a and tremolo? A, yeah. Strong a, tremolo? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Why are you asking me? Am I, am I a Smith's authority of a sudden? You know. <laughs> You're a guitar hero. I doesn't mean I follow. <laughs> I like that you accepted the guitar hero thing. I'm not a guitar hero. <laughs> You're like, well, sure, that doesn't mean. A guitar hero. Just because I'm a guitar hero doesn't mean I know how the Smiths do their <laughs> thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Everybody loves Johnny Marr. That's true. That was, you do, right? That was about the, the main thing I love. I've never met anybody who doesn't like Johnny Marr, ever. Really? I know people that don't like the Beatles. Yeah. But they love Johnny Marr. Those people aren't, aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're real. I, man, they're, I respect, they're not real musicians in my book. I do. I, I respect them. I really do. I did have somebody once tell me, and I can't even say who it is, because I don't, I don't think she meant it the way she said it, but she said it, and she was like, you know... Bob Dylan's really overrated. <laughs> He's not that great of a singer. <laughs> that was one of my favorite sort of things. It depends on what the guy's singing. He's right. like 80 different guys. Yeah, I'd get on that, that bus. Would you? Yeah. I was kind of upset that um, that he got the... the, um, the, the Not the Nobel Prize. Was it the Nobel Prize? The, Kennedy uh, Center? No, the poet. The uh, Poet Laureate? Yeah. Really? Is that what it was? No, no, no. That's it whatever. Was, he got something. I think it was a Nobel Prize for poetry. Does that even make sense? You don't think he deserves it? Huh? Not for poetry. Because no. like, take his stuff off the page and it's like, who's reading? Who's reading <laughs> Dylan lyrics? You know? I mean, it's I true. Know. You're right. And, and I've only, this is me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, you, I'm not going to diss I'm, just, I'm a guy that owns a Mark Boland poetry book, so I okay. might not be okay. the guy to ask. I'm weird. Like anything with music for me is about the music mm -hmm. so it's like <clears throat> i like dylan but the stuff i like of dylan's is the stuff where i like the music more like i love highway 61 revisited right blonde um, on blonde, has blonde, good, on blonde yeah. and there's certain things but if it's just a folk kind of thing where i like i'm going to use these two chords to just sort of get this message of 50 verses out you know yeah it depends like i may or may not get into it but the but it has to have something that's dry that's exciting me musically and that's what, like, I'll, I'll listen to, like, you know, world music or different different languages that I don't even know what they're saying, but I'm like, because it's good right. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. because, like, oh, because they're speaking for this cause. Yeah. Great poets. You know. Speaking of world music, it's not a thing like it used to be. Remember? Mm -hmm. In fact, just saying <laughs> that, I was like, ugh, where am I? I'm, like, so dating that. How do you say Fela Kuti or something like that? Like, I, yeah. I, right. No, I know what you mean. You yeah. guys, uh, Poor Dog Pondering was roped into that. Yeah, back then it was world music, right? Yeah. Um, world Beat, that's world what, remember? Beat. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was on the poster at Fitzgerald's. That's why I went. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, for who? For Boy Dog? Or? Yeah. World Beat. No, you know what? Maybe I bought the album first. The... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
And then I found out Bruce Hughes was in the band. I was stoked. I knew yeah. him. Yeah. Um, mm. I miss that kind of music. I really do. Really? I, I know that sounds funny. Folky. I miss that sort of late 80s, early 90s, like well, twang, twang, shaka boom. It's, it's out there. Just Boy Dog pondering. Hey, Spotify, play. <laughs> play Boy play Dog. Jam. Yeah. Um, what, what is new? Is there anything new that you're listening to that's getting you? That you're like, hey, you know what's really good? Oh, trick question. Um, uh, I No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there, there's plenty of things, but there's nothing like right now that's going to pop out and be like, bam, you know. Sure. Yeah. Not like the new Taylor Swift album. Right, exactly. <laughs> that is some music. Yeah. Um, and it's hard busting, like, busting out of the algorithm. Again, like, I'll be like... It is. I'll follow all these, like, you know here's what you need to listen to Adam. And I'll be like, no, you're just, you're just nailing my 16 year old self. I don't care anymore. You know, <laughs> totally like, you know, or like you listened to this last week. Let's keep it up. Yeah. They're D have you heard their like AI DJ? Oh yeah. yeah. Yo, this is X. <laughs> right. You're DJ. Hey this Johnny. Is some, this is some music you've been digging a lot. I'm like, I'm like, no, it's not. I just, <laughs> exactly I just hack it. I just keep pressing like, no. And it just keep like, all right, moving on. We got something new for you here. <laughs> ok't okay, so you didn't like okay. Okay. Not feeling it. Yeah. Okay, it's we like got the, something else coming up here. I, I just keep that's all I do. That's how I play with the DJ. I'm just like I just want to hear your voice just just giving up, you know. I want to break you. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh man. I also had a thing after the fastball just one more thing in my yearly wrapped like all of a sudden they're like and your favorite band this year was Fastball. They want to thank you. And then Tony Scalzo pops in. He's like, hey, it's Tony. Uh, <laughs> just in the most deadpan. Thanks for listening to Spotify this year. We were your favorite band. Wow. Really? Not AI, Tony. I guess he made a yeah. video for it. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. That is good. Yeah. That's where I want to get when I have to, when I get asked to do my Spotify thank you video. Yeah. That's, that's... probably coming right off the, the tour with Taylor. You know, I noticed you're verified on Spotify. How do you, how do you get that? I don't remember. Something happened where I'm like, verify me. I think I was just trying to get past, like, there was my name out there, and then there's an old picture of Poor Dog. I'm like, that's no good. Um, I don't remember. Huh. Distro Kid, some distribution thing. Yeah. I have a hard time getting verified on all the, anywhere. I feel, I, it makes me feel like in, look, just, inferior, famous wise, to my other friends with blue checks. You can figure it out, you can find it. <laughs> Are you there as an artist? Like, if you look up Johnny yeah. Gowdy, yeah, yeah. Then, on Spotify, yeah, oh yeah. Then you just have to claim it. You have to be like, oh, I'm Johnny Gowdy. Like, I'll just own it. Yeah, just own it. Yeah, but you I'll don't get it. the blue check unless you do some some work. I, I did go through a third party TuneCore though. Huh? Beats me. Okay. Whatever. Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, one other thing about Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. Did you remember during uh, during lockdown he released a like 15 minute song about? 20 minute song or whatever about uh jfk yes i heard that you you did hear it yeah yeah, yeah. i liked it i only made it like it was, halfway it was like through. 14 minutes too long <laughs> <laughs> i did i made it like halfway through and i was like yeah i looked at that thing and it was kind of like in the middle and i was like no yeah i get it man i mean that's the thing it's like there's great stuff there but yeah you know let's pace yourself yeah it's kind of like a scorsese film these yeah days, you know so the other thing I was going to say is that you seem to have a feeling of that there should be a separation of church and state as far as words and music because you sent me a couple of short stories that were both really great. Oh, thanks. I really like them. Thanks. I'm, well, I write, but that's not, I'm not trying to separate. 
No, no, no. I'm just saying that like, like you take a longer form lyrically or verbally than, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just being funny. I'm sorry, yeah, man. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought, I thought we were friends. <laughs> I, um, oh, shoot, I, gotta get going. I got yeah. my next uh, appointment here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, tell me about what, uh, have you been writing short stories for a long time or is this something? I, yeah, I think so. I'd been, uh, and I was part of the, um, wait for it, uh, tech, oh shit, writer, <laughs> <laughs> Writer's League of Austin. Oh really? You can edit out me like hemming and hawing. Um, yeah, and, and just try to get part of a community and get some feedback about stuff. And I have friends who are writers and I've been doing short form for a while, trying to publish some stuff. Really? Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, it's hard. It's all hard. Writing is hard. You yeah, know, yeah. Publishing is hard. Yeah. No, but, I, you know, I was going to say that you're, I was going to ask you if you had an editor because your stuff, it didn't seem like your friends. It seemed your like you friends, needed an editor? No, no, no. No, it didn't seem like it needed. It seemed like either you were great at it or it had already gone through the editing process. Like, what you sent me didn't didn't seem like other friends of mine like hey right. is this good <laughs> like well, along with you guitar god i'm also writing <laughs> ninja ninja that's it no i uh um i went through a lot of drafts and i did have friends who were, who gave me a lot of feedback so it was kind of outsourced edited not not like having one particular editor did anything no but i mean that stuff works you know yeah yeah, yeah. you know they say writing is rewriting and i used to say not for this writer, but they're right. <laughs> Whoever's a writer, that's what you got to do. It is. How do you approach, I mean, I know it's a whole different thing, but when you're inspired by music, do you hear like melody or something? And when you're inspired to write a short story, what is it that's sort of like getting you an experience or? That's a good question. Um, music, it could be anything. I can just have a weird little lick or tune in my head and sure. then figure out how to get lyrics around it or... <clears throat> Often, like, especially with songwriting groups, like, here's your word prompt, you know, right. and then doing something around that. So I don't really have a form with, with songwriting. Story writing, I might have a concept, like, what if cows lived on the moon or, you know, whatever. Some That, that would be a horrible story, by the way. Um, or would it? Uh, <laughs> excuse me, give me a pen. But, um, so I'll, I might have a concept about a, think of something I want to write a story about, but some or sometimes it'll just be a kind of... I'm just scrawling and just kind of free writing and something comes out of that. And it's a little more like character study, you know? Um, so literary fiction kind of thing. I don't, I, I don't have any particular style for that either, I guess. Yeah. I, I think you have a, definitely have a voice. I mean, I've only read two stories, yeah. but the, you have a voice. I mean, Thanks. they weren't the same stories by right. any means, but there's I'm getting a, to that. Yeah. I'm trying to write some nonfiction too, which is like almost like is it memoir? Memoir slash self help adjacent, but not like trying to like push something on anybody. You know? That's interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. To be continued with that one. Um, I read a lot of memoirs. In fact, I, I up until you left, and when you leave after I listen to the Tiger song, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go back to uh, I'm 25 chapters or 25 tracks into. Uh, the uh, Liz Cheney book. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I mean it's it's intense. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, it's interesting because someone you really, you know, you you understand like oh I used to not like, 
I used to, you can have uh, ideological differences with somebody and still know that they respect the same institution that you respect. And the whole point of the book is like, we're dealing with a dude that's playing a completely different game than all of us. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It is. Um, Okay. Do you, uh, do you read a lot of memoirs? Read the memoirs? I don't, I don't read that many memoirs. I'm not that interested in memoirs actually as a genre. Yeah. I know some other people that aren't too. Yeah. At I'm one point s- I thought everybody was like just doing, it was like sort of narcissistic. It's like, I've got to get my story out there. I'm like, you're 25. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. After, I mean, the Kathy Valentine one was really moving and great. And cool. I read uh, the Holly Knight one. That's really good. Cool. The songwriter lady. Uh-huh. It's kind of salacious. She slept with three dudes and kiss. It's in the book. I'm not talking wow. about school. Yeah. Pretty badass. That's pretty good. <laughs> hey, I, there was one time a few years ago that Poor Dog, members of Poor Dog, we were they I think they came to Austin to play, and we were all like Justine's hanging out, and everybody started like telling stories from like the old days, and I just thought to myself, I need to like cobble this together and put out like the salacious, like the the sexual history of Poor Dog pondering. Like it just seemed like this crazy tell-all book of like, because oh, everyone was like, oh yeah, and you remember you were banging that ching, blah, 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 and this thing, and like, oh yeah, and you would do this, and then I'm like, poor dog, Ponder, we, the world beat band? You know. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. It'd be like The Dirt. Yeah. By Motley Crue. Like the, dirt, the Untold Story. Yeah. Uh, you're in, uh, you're, you're in A Curious Mix of People, aren't you? They talk about you in it. Do they? Um, yeah. That's, um, I have not seen me in there. And Cindy's know. in it. Yeah. I think the Flying Saucers are in it, yeah. Yeah. I'm in a book by Ellen Bartell. Um, she's a choreographer in town uh, who just came out with a similar kind of memoir. Book. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you do Called music Tales of Genics, for dance nobody. and stuff like that? Yeah, I've done, done composing stuff for years. Yeah, I haven't, haven't in a while, but yeah, I was kind of ubiquitous in that theater dance scene, just doing like weird music composing and things like that. Occasional movement. Do you and Graham talk about that stuff? He's so cool, man. Yeah, I went to his place to do the he's podcast. Dreamy, he's oh, he is, he's he's dreamy in like a in like a, in like a, you know just like a just very awesome musician. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's I, a great guy. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's. I just really admire his. Um, Me too. Yeah, and not his musicianship. I do, but but his his um kind of life skills. His 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 way of of. He said this once at a at a uh, he gave a. Uh, master ostensibly a master composing talk at the austin music video awards and it was like this the best like ted talk on getting shit done and it was amazing like it was and that was like kind of his whole process and he even said like i think i may be better at time management than, than i am at playing keyboards yeah and i was like oh yeah this guy he's taught me a lot about that like just really having your getting your shit and career together you know that's great um yeah it's when great. you work with him what do you do you come in and play guitar on his I pieces? I play guitar. Or? It's usually him and me and, and Buzz, uh-huh. um, who's Buzz Moran, who's the engineer. And um, I play guitar. He's very, he knows his musicians. Like, he's not going to stick a big staff of, like, you know, little lines and dots for me to try to figure out. <laughs> he's just going to be yeah. like, we need this fuel. Go for it. Right. And I kind of figured out how to work really fast with him. There's no, like, most of it's plug in to software instruments. And if I spend, like, you know, two minutes trying to, like, dial up a tone, he's like, don't don't fucking yeah, yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Um, but he'll just have ideas, some sort of melodies, and this is mostly for movies and and films and stuff like that. Awesome, movies and films. Yeah, both of them. Um, yeah, and uh, 
Yeah, and it's we have a good relationship. Like uh, you know, we know each other, and so I'm able to kind of go in there and throw down a lot of ideas. And it, it, whenever I hear stuff that I've recorded with him, I'm just like, "Is that? Are you sure that's like?" I don't remember first of all because I'm like yeah. in and out, and then it's like something's happened to it that who knows, you know. What was there was some movie that he did when I went to go talk to him. It was mostly about uh, some huge show that he was doing. That was kind of centered around this bank of samples that he was creating. Oh yeah, uh, from all over MX, the world. MXTX. MXTX. Yeah, yeah, I played in the the first iteration of that, and then oh, he went did? to Mexico City and played with Mexican musicians primarily. And uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was a sound bank that became a album that became a band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. Plus, stuff. I wanted to see his space. You wanted to I wanted see his to face? see his recording space. Oh, space! They yeah, face. I wanted to see, I wanted his, see his face. I just um, gotta get in your face. Yeah, he's got a cool studio. Yeah, he really does. That's neat. Um, um, that re- reminds sorry. me. The last thing I was in there working on was a John Ely doc. Oh, yeah. I so, saw some kind of like. Was there a trailer for that already or something? There might be. Yeah, I don't know. You know who I just had on, and I got to see the documentary. Is the back room? Did you ever hang out there? Ooh, yeah, you did. Yeah. I never really hung out there. I, I mean, I, I played there a couple there. of times. Yeah. yeah. Whenever there was nights and people need to find drugs, that's the only reason. Yeah. Outside of the couple of times that I played there where people were like, yeah, where's a good place? Oh, let's go. We played there. Flying Saucers played their opening for Big Audio Dynamite. No shit. And, like, and yeah, and John Sanchez made this joke. He wanted to go up to Mick Jones and be like, hey, I really liked your other band, Big Audio Dynamite 1. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's when you had like right. the second version of it. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, what was that like? I think that was the back room. Uh, it was fun. You know, it was like one. A lot of times, if you open for a big band, you're just like, yeah, they don't see you. You don't no. see them, and you know, yeah, you see them, but they still can't see you. I'm over here. Did Did Poor Dog ever tour with big bands? Like, Fuck yeah. Who all um, did you guys tour? With? I think our our first tour was with Camper Van Beethoven. Right when they were like the the pinnacle of like college rock, sure. Band. And then uh, Michelle shocked. Robin Hitchcock, um, they in Chicago they played with um, oh what's that guy? It's the South American musician who's kind of uh, not South American, South African. Um, Johnny Clegg and Savuka. No, oh. white guy like, like Johnny Clegg. Really? Yeah. No, not him. Okay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, it, like really. Uh, I don't want to start dissing him. I would, yeah, scratch whatever. Cut all this crap. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, they played with some people. When I saw you guys, Sick People was opening for you. Yeah, I just saw Craig Ross. Is this show? I have to ask. What? <laughs> I should know by now. How did I get here? There's a lot of name dropping that, like, do yeah, we yeah, need yeah. To, do we need to like roll, reel it back and be like, as you may know, this is the was the you know. Producer no. for so and so. I've done like thirteen hundred and something episodes. People don't know that I name drop and that. No, I it's not the name dropping. Name it's dropping. Like, do we do we need context for any of that? Oh, context. Craig Ross was in a band called Stick People. Stick People had uh, a guy named Malford Milligan in the band that went on to have a band called uh, Storyville. Okay, we're enough Ross. named enough okay, of this context. We got to move on. Um, I have Craig Ross's CD up there. I just somewhere. saw Craig Ross yesterday. I hung out at his studio. You did? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's great. Super great. He's one of my favorite. Uh, Music, his album, The Dead Spy Report. You have that album, Dead Spy Report? Yeah, it's great. It's one of the best albums ever. Yeah. 
I've get you know I went on a writing trip a writing trip in Los Angeles in like 1997, and uh, my thank you gifts I didn't have a lot of money and I was trying to figure out what to give people, and I went to a record store. Craig, don't be mad if you're listening to this, <clears throat> but there was like six of them for 99 cents, <laughs> and I was like, dude, kids, dude, every single person like called me afterwards and was like. Who is this fucking guy? This thing's worth two ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> got, got to be a worry. At least worth two ninety nine. No, but like it, it really like it. I feel like that's an album. If you hear it, yeah, you won't let it go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I really dig that. It really it. Yeah, I love that. It was very inspiring to me. In fact, I played it for these. I, I work with this guy Gabe Rhodes a lot. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. I played it for him, and he he was like, "We should do like tribute to this album." Oh wow! I was like, "Yeah, that would be awesome." That would be for for, for <laughs> whoever's in the band and Craig <laughs> for the six people the I bought it for. They'd all yeah. fly in from Los Angeles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I know a few people that it's there. Like I know Jeremy Nails, a guy like that. I know uh, I know a Frenchie's a huge fan of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Anar, you know Anar Peterson. Anar Peterson, we play together. Bald dude. It's been a minute. Good dude. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, I want to talk a little bit more about friends with deficits. You're yeah. on a season break right now. No. In between, se- no, no. It just I just kicked off the new year with a new uh, episode. Oh, sorry, it's the benefits. It's the friends with benefits episode right, of right. friends with deficits. Okay, where I, when I was talking earlier about kind of this resilience that all the guests have, I just I always ask the question like, what's the good part about the shit you've gone through? And so I edited a bunch of the kind of the greatest oh. hits of a bunch of past episodes. It I might be the context, you know, speaking of is like a little bit hard to understand if you haven't heard the whole story, but, right. but I said, please tell the story set people up. No, I'm saying with each, oh, oh, I'm with saying each one. with each guest, oh, okay. just hearing somebody say like, well, the good news is I, whatever, I can still walk. And you're like, wait, what is this talking? Like, right. Listen back to episode 14. <laughs> you know, um, it's, <laughs> it's not that bad, but, uh, I just wanted to kind of have like, one episode that was like kind of good news throughout the whole thing. And, you know, yeah. And just a sort of little great sets. Maybe it would spark people to like, Oh, let me go listen to that episode. You know? That was kind of what I thought it was. Maybe I should have gone and listened to it. Yeah. That's hard to do. I used to do those a lot to do what? Like a great hits. Do those. Like these were the best oh, moments yeah. of this year. Yeah. 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 It takes a lot of work. I didn't go really deep into editing it. I just sort of, found these things really quickly <laughs> do you find that like the first like six or seven are just like super great super deep funny and all this stuff and then, like, the last three are like he said something that had to start to finish so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> i had to fill out 15 minutes it's like yeah yeah exactly sometimes yeah. i did a little montage of people just saying things like it's it's kind of fun to do podcasting stuff it's yeah. fun to have those ideas and it's when it's just you it like you don't have to ask anyone. You don't have to get anyone to come over and do anything. But those things are fun to do. Yeah, I love editing and mixing, and just that's my jam. And and just I'll labor over stuff forever. A little less often now because it's because I realize no one really cares except me. You know, <laughs> time is short. But uh, but yeah, I love cutting up stuff. And you know, you're not answering to anybody. It's just like I think this will work. Yeah. yeah, and you have a Patreon. It's uh, friends with deficits. Well, you just friends with deficits podcast.com. Yeah. Yeah. Or patreon.com slash friends with deficits, which I actually tried. I asked all of my patrons, like, do you mind if I tell you something besides this podcast? And they're like, yeah, go for it. Um, I'll probably change the name of it or something because I I don't, I don't just, it's not just about the podcast. It's like about whatever I'm doing. Right. So your, your original music, Magnifico, 
and uh, super creeps, creeps and uh, possible flying saucers reunion, which flying, would be super flying cool. saucers reunion. Um, possible story out there. Story out podcast. there. And then, are there still short story magazines? Like, uh, yeah, there's lots of journals and stuff. There's thousands of them. Uh, yeah. Probably more now than ever. Yeah. Right. Uh, and have we gotten into fragrance yet? Or did I? No, did I, I do have that? that as a note. <laughs> WTF fragrance. <laughs> yeah, no, it just says uh talk ask about obsession with fragrance. <laughs> oh, and also before the fragrance, do you meditate? Yes. You do meditate. I do meditate. Okay. I've been practicing that for decades. You yeah, love it. I, I teach it too. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that was the other thing that was underneath. Uh okay, so tell me about the obsession with fragrance. <laughs> what happened? It's a long story. Um just basically, I'm a frag head, which basically means obsessed with fragrance. Um, but it's only recent. It's like it's post uh, pandemic, and um, it was one kind of weird little itch that I had about something like remembering some old cologne from the '70s uh-huh. that led me down this giant rabbit hole where I started like get samples of stuff and then considered wearing stuff and then thought about like how stuff's made and then started to actually get into materials and started to take perfumery classes and then read like a dozen books and then started watching every YouTube show on it. And I realized it's this world of like sense pleasure because you know like i love music i love art and it's like nobody talks about like scent really and suddenly it like opened up like and the world of fine fragrance is hits so many things like it's and things i was never interested like science like suddenly i'm like i'm this really psyched about organic chemistry you know and like big business and like high fashion and music there's all these really interesting uh corollaries with like the volatility of like aroma chemicals and you know high notes on like a keyboard and low notes and like you have a perfume might have very sharp kind of things you strike you at first that are usually like citrus oils and spices that are they're they're very kind of sharp and you notice them but they don't last long and then you have these lower things that are like these resins and woods that may last throughout this time of a fragrance right, and then right. you have like a journey like a composition right where you're smelling different things at different times and like verses and choruses and and even like two you know individual smells are called notes yeah and if you combine them, it's called an accord. Oh, really? If there's like two or more that create something better or different than than the sum of its part, you know, yeah. in the individual parts. So like, it just gets me so jazzed. And and I wound up writing a little kind of memoir, trying to figure out what to do, short story, essay. And that turned into a one-man show at um, Frontera Fest last year. Oh. They made Best of Fest, called Buried in Gray Flannel. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I think I wore that for like a year. Really? Yeah. It's a weird scent. It's like, that was like my whole, that was the whole impetus. It was like this thing I tried to, I was obsessed with the scent memory of it. And right. I've since lost the scent memory of it by trying to re-smell it now and realizing, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Right, right. Very strange. Um, That's really interesting, Adam. You're an interesting cat, man. Thanks. That's the stuff that keeps you inspired and, and, yeah. and keeps you going. Yeah. At some point, I'll have my own fragrance. It'll be, or the song will have a fragrance. Are you wearing? Uh, do you wear some kind of? I've messed like around. a Dracar Noir guy. No, <laughs> I kind of like that style, which is called fougere. That's is that what it's called? Particular style. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm wearing something now from Perfumer H. Is British perfumer called Ink, which uh-huh. is almost a signature scent. 
but I, I wear all sorts of stuff. Hmm. And it's kind of weird. Like, I don't try to broadcast. Like, I was really nervous about this because I've never worn cologne, like, ever sure, or perfume sure. or anything, you know, in my life. So it's to be like, okay, I'm going out now. You know, <laughs> and if somebody happened to be like, is this smell good? Like, oh, thanks. You know? <laughs> but otherwise, I'm just like, it's just for me, you know, just like sniff my collar. Yeah. And it also, it, the, the, the show I did and stuff, it kind of related to addiction and origin stories and it, there's a lot of weird little combinations and things that it helps to uh uh either illuminate or distract from and sometimes it is a distraction when nowadays when you do something like that and say you did it at frontier fest and you got this acclaim and shit but mm-hmm. can't you film a one-man show would it come across like that and put it up somewhere where people can access it or is I it just for your Patreon how many members. hours in a day do we have? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was going to actually, um, I did submit to another festival or two, but it, it hadn't really gone anywhere. And now I'm concentrating on getting music out. But I would like to do that again. Because I fig- I thought of that, the Frontera Fest thing, as a kind of a workshop version. And I was very limited by time and couldn't go one minute over. Or they'd like, you know, oh, right. yank you off. But um, yeah, that would be something I could do. I'm still thinking of, of doing it. Still developing that kind of thing. Well, it seems like that's how people end up getting like TV stuff now. Like people get discovered through uh, through through just uh, like YouTube stuff, filming and, themselves like, and different. Perfume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know the guy that uh, you know the guy that does Trump on Saturday Night Live now. Sorry oh, to John, keep referencing Colin, John, John, uh, James Austin Johnson. Oh, that guy. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. I think so, yeah. He was walking around during the pandemic doing Trump like on Instagram and some writer from Seth Meyers saw it and sent it to Seth Meyers like, oh, isn't this guy funny? And then Seth Meyers started following him and make him laugh every day. And then Seth Meyers was like, hey, yeah, check out this dude. I, th- I think yeah. the trick, or at least my trick, yeah, is to just genuinely tell a story the way I want to tell it. Yeah. And I feel like, yes, to what you're saying there, but if you start... if. I start to think that like, okay, I just got to do something silly and fun and then just keep doing it and get discovered. Yeah, it never no, works no, like that. Right, it's always right, like kind of no, left no, no. field. Right, it's like, right. like, well, I'm just going to put this out. Yeah. It's, it's, and I like being like, I have a lot of dumb little videos and shit on Instagram. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and You're I really good at those, them. by the way. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. And I love, I'll spend all this effort. But when yeah. I spend effort to do them, if, if I'm pre- trying to do something like, now listen to my record. Oh, yeah. Now like follow yeah, me on yeah. TikTok. You know, people be like, I love that video. It was so amazing. It's it hilarious. I'm like, oh, did you get the record? And like, what record? You know, yeah. it's always, it's like every single time. So then, it, you know. I, re- I remember years ago when the, like, I don't know, whenever viral videos first started being a real thing, like, and I remember uh, Trish going like, man, we just have to have a viral video. What can we do? And I'm like that. Yeah. Just have a you viral don't, video. You don't, I, nobody plans the cat falling off of the, off of the couch playing with the ball of string just happened. They just happened to film it. They put it up. They thought it was funny and then it goes yeah. viral. Yeah. And if you copy any viral thing, you're, you're lost. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw, I saw on a, like a local news show, they were like, uh, or a national news show where they did their little TikTok moment. We we're going to interview like a TikTok star and somebody who, uh, and I for, forgive me all you fans of this person, but there, she plays Wordle and films herself. And yeah, and, that's and she's got like a million followers who know you know she got to be on whatever tv shows and stuff it's like okay so you play a game and people watch i i had i want to try that (laughs) i had a meltdown some years ago at the end of the year when they were talking like i work really hard on this podcast i've been doing it for a long time you work really hard on yours you've been doing it now five years or something that's fucking long time 
and we, we don't make millions of dollars for our years of, of uh, everything that goes yeah. into being able to do this and not, not just booking it and all this stuff, just yeah. all this experience that we can share with each other. There's some fucking kid that's like eight that made $18 million last year opening toys on YouTube and yeah. saying what he thought of them. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> what world do I live in yeah. where that's a thing? Yeah. Yeah. But are they genuinely happy? I don't know. You know, yeah, I, you know I don't know what to do with it. What, what Someone's happy. Someone's but it is happy. like one of those things where, yeah. And it's hard to get your music noticed. Yeah. It is really hard. Well, hopefully, you know, I feel like maybe after someone gets to know you through a show like this, then they'll be like, man, I got to hear that. Yeah. I hear that song right now. Let me listen to that thing. Well, it's not as good as a cat playing with a ball of string. But, <laughs> but I'll send it to my oh, friend shit, he's anyway. he's got a cat playing with a ball of string video, too. Um, it's a lyric video of just a cat playing with a ball of string and falling off a couch that might be in like a the real next, cute way. That's probably going to be my next video that'll you can take, take, me, take me to the next stage. See how Rosie mellows out? Just wears herself out, annoying yeah. people, and then... That's good. Barely knew she was there. Yeah. Usually takes her less time when we get to run. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Uh, People should go and check out your uh, your Patreon, Friends with Benefits. Deficits. Folly, deficits. <laughs> I'm just going to correct everything you say. Terrible thing. <laughs> Friends with Deficits and uh, check out the Friends with Benefits episode. Yeah. Where it's the, it's the, it's Most recent. the feel good episode. Or just go back. Just, you know, just go wild back. card. Just spin the wheel. Wild card. I will say uh, Cindy Toth was somebody that I've always thought the world of. Yeah. And I've just, it was nice to hear her story. I'm sorry that she's going through that now. Yeah. Kathy McCarty's on her too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She has know. prosopognosia. Is that face and blindness? It, yeah. <laughs> did you know that? Or did you already yeah. Know? yeah. 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 Do you have that? No. Johnny, it's Adam. No. One day I went, hey, Kathy, it's me, Johnny. And she's like, I'm glad you told me. I was like, well, you told me about the face blindness. Ah, yeah. <laughs> And then, and then, and then she scared everyone backstage at the show because she started telling me that I could fuck any chick. <laughs> it's like you know, you can fuck, you can fuck. She'd open the door and look out and be like, "Come here." She said, "Come to Fred." I'm just like, "Are you fucking insane?" What the hell? Yeah, she was on fire. She'd had some cocktails, okay, or had a couple beers or something. She she was she had had some drinks. It was a John Lennon birthday concert. Oh wow, that's pretty funny. And everyone was fired up. That's but good. it was at 310. Any shows on the books coming up for uh, Magnifico or Super Creeps? Um, not public shows, but okay. hopefully we'll be at 310 again, one one or both. And yeah. the Adam Sultan band, the Adam Sultan Blues Madam, Project? Madam Sultan. Madam Sultan. Telling, That's right. You. So you're going to do this band as Madam Sultan? Yes. Um, you know Katie Marie? Yes. Oh, she's badass. Yeah. I love Katie Marie. Katie Marie. Yeah. Uh, Harmony. Yeah. Um, Emily Shirley. Yep. Great keyboard player. Yep. All in the running. Yeah. All Ashlyn right. Schoenfeld. Oh, yeah. She's amazing, too. Yeah. yeah. See, you heard, it first. you heard it first. All you girls I do, I just hired. <laughs> Every girl. Right. Well, no, they're fantastic. Mine was the Blue Bonnets. Your what was the Blue Bonnets? My girl band was, at first it was a big girl band with like Are they women bands, Savannah girl Watch. bands? Just bands with people in them? Well... It, but there is a distinction because there's a guy, there's not a lot of bands like Pat Benatar. It's like the inverse of, of whatever Pat Benatar's presentation is. Right. Right. 
you know that's a weird analogy yeah you're just you're doing a pat benatar <laughs> like, trip pat benatar? Like a, yeah okay. it was the, just the first name that came to mind oh i was gonna God. say the go-go's but they've there's i no... gotta remember this how would you describe madam sultan it's kind of the inverse of pat <laughs> benatar <laughs> If you need a quote for your album, <laughs> that's, that's my. With the you. inverse of Pat Benatar taking the reins, <laughs> he writes great songs about animals, and his oh, band's the inverse of Pat Benatar. Um, dude, it's been great having you on. Thank um, you. Yeah. I hope that Madam Sultan gets out and plays soon. Thanks, and we'll play my new <laughs> single, "The Great Divide." The Great Divide oh, will be coming up soon. Yeah. Um, I love that song. Thanks. And as the songs come out, you don't have a specific date for anything. Just people Not be on the, the lookout. Moment. Follow you on on Spotify. That's how they do it. They follow, follow you and you get Adam notified. Sultan. Notices. Yeah. On uh, Instagram, TikTok, Adam Sultan for you. The numeral for the letter U. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. I'll put a link to, to, your, to your links in the text of this podcast. Great having you. Thanks, man. Across the creek. Gang, that was Adam Sultan. His song, The Great Divide, that you're hearing right there under these words, is available now wherever it is you stream and download music. You can find him at friendswithdeficitspodcast.com. Uh, uh, I know that Super Creeps is up to do a show pretty soon. Keep your eye out because somebody told me that's opening for them. They're very excited about it. Uh, I don't know if the date's announced. That's why I'm not saying it. But um, his band, Madam Sultan, he's putting it together. Adam Sultan's Madam Sultan. He's doing it. And uh, this music that he's got is great. Uh, follow him. Uh, follow him on those like like Spotify so you know when he puts out the rest of these singles because they're great and uh, gang I hope you have a great week whatever it is you do don't forget Skyrocket plays this Friday February 23rd Happy Land's last show for the next few months is uh, Monday February 26th 6pm at the Saxon Pub so if you want to come to one of those or come to both of them do it come on out it's going to be a great time and gang listen if, uh, if you want to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you're listening right now subscribe like Leave us a comment if you can. Leave us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. You can follow me on socials. I am at Johnny Gowdy. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, even though I don't even post on Twitter anymore. But you can follow uh, How Did I Get Here on Facebook, okay? Uh, Here's the rest of Adam Sultan's song, The Great Divide. Go out and listen to it now. Have a great week, whatever it is you're doing. I love you. Let's get down. Of course you can.